praise God. Well, let's turn in our Bibles to Romans, the book of Romans. Romans 14, I'm just going to be reading from verse 8 to 12. Right, Romans 14, 8 to 12. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, for it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. Each of us shall give account of himself to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. We pray that it will reach our hearts and change us this morning. Thank you for your goodness to us and your mercy new every morning. And Lord, we just embrace the life that you have died so that we can have. May we spread your life wherever we go. And may this morning count towards being equipped for that very purpose. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, it says there clearly that one day, every single person will give account to God. Just think about it. Every one of us here, one day, will stand before Almighty God. There will be no secrets hidden. There will be no room to hide away. There will be just complete, open, honest light on everything that you and I have done. That will be, as it were, the defining moment in our existence. Just think about it. A defining moment in our existence. It's almost like when you go to university, you get the day when you graduate. That graduation ceremony is the defining moment of your whole university career. But not only that, it sets the course for your future destiny. Right? That graduation. In a sense, one day, every one of us, and on that day, it doesn't matter your wife, your husband, your father, your mother, your pastor, everybody else doesn't mean anything. It's you and I alone. We stand before God. Just think about it. And every secret of our heart will be made known. That's quite frightening, isn't it? And at that moment, your and my eternal destiny will be determined. The point is that your and my existence all leads up to that moment. Can you see? And that's why it's so very, very important. Now, obviously, we've got to make sure that when we get to that moment, it will be a glorious moment. Amen? That's what we need. That's what we want. That's what we should have in our minds every day of our lives. My duty is to make sure that everybody I come into contact with and myself will not be ashamed on that day. Amen? Not be ashamed. And I trust that none of us here will be ashamed. Now, how do we make sure that we are not ashamed? That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. As you can understand, it's very, very important. Now, please, we must get rid of this myth that it's almost like you stand there and there's like a big scale and they take everything that you did good 
and everything that you did bad, you see. And if there's enough good, okay, you can make it. <laughs> that is the mentality in a lot of people's minds, let me tell you. Well, fortunately, for information, that is not how it works. Okay, how does it work? Well, if we read the Bible, what we'll find out and discover is this. There are two things that are of importance. Two things that are of importance. And the title of this message is Faithfulness and Fruitfulness. Faithfulness and fruitfulness. Now, you'll remember the parable of the talents. Does everybody remember that parable? Let's go to Matthew. Matthew 25, verse 13. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents. It's a talent of gold. It's a lot of money, actually. To another two and to another one, each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talents in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Quite serious, isn't it? But listen, what is that about? Please, let's grasp it. And you see, we've got to have understanding because one day we are going to be in his presence. And this is going to be the issue. What have we done with our lives? Amen? What have you and I done with the time that has been allotted to us on this earth? And it counts for a lot. Now, please understand this, that the number one requirement, notice what he said to the servant who had done something with what he had. Well done, good and faithful servant. Can you see that? Well done, 
good and faithful servant. In the word of God, it says that it is for man, a servant, to be found faithful. Right? To be found faithful. Faithful is the watchword. What does it mean to be faithful? You've got to understand this. What does it actually mean to be faithful? Well, let me explain it this way. Faithful can be captured in the phrase, taking responsibility. Amen? You and I are faithful when we take responsibility. So you see, everybody, to be faithful, has got to look at their own environment. Amen? And the way it works is this. You see, God gives us something to look after. And you see, if we prove faithful with that, you'll notice what he said about the servant. Because you have been faithful in little, you'll be made faithful in much, you see. Now, let's start with the basics. One thinks about being faithful and can have grandiose ideas of saving the world, etc. But it starts at home. In fact, it starts with your and my body. Did you know that? We've all been given a body. We have to prove responsible with our bodies. Amen? That's the starting place. We have to take responsibility for our own lives. Can you see? Whatever you and I have been given, God expects us to be responsible with it. Amen? That is the definition of being faithful. Those servants were given a certain amount of money, you see. What did the master expect them to do with it? Be faithful with it. Can you see that? Look after it. Nurture it. Amen? If you've been given a brain, and we all have, what is our responsibility? Look after it. Amen? Develop it. Develop what we have. Can you see that? We've all been given time. What does it mean to be faithful? It means to be responsible with our time, the amount of time that we've been given. Let's talk about resources, finances, money. What is God's requirement for you and I? To be responsible with that which we actually have. Amen? And you see, the way God sees it is this. If we prove responsible with something, then in turn, what does he do? Gives us something more. If you are in a workplace, you've got a job, what does God expect of you and I? To be faithful. Can you see that? To take responsibility for what we've got to do. If you and I are married, for example, what does God expect us to do? Be faithful with our marriage. Be faithful with our family. Can you see that? Take responsibility. All right? That's what God expects. That's what God is going to ask us one day. And that's what we have to be able to say, that we've been faithful. But I need to explain something, and that's what I want to focus on this morning. It doesn't stop there. Because, you see, you and I could get into the way of thinking, well, I've been faithful with my little family. I've been faithful with my little bit of resources. I haven't wasted it. I've just kept enough for me and... We can become very introvert, like that one servant who took the one talent and he could have easily have said, oh, I was faithful with it. I didn't squander it. I hid it away, you see. 
That's a mistake. Why? Because it's not only being faithful, it's also being fruitful. We have to be fruitful with what we have. Now, what I want to share with you is this. We can get hung up and think, oh, I'm not producing enough fruit for God. I'm not getting the world saved. And we think, I'm not teaching everybody. I'm not getting people born again. I'm not witnessing enough. I'm not healing people. We can get caught up with this whole idea of not being fruitful. Amen? It's a very real trick of the devil to make you feel guilty. Oh, I'm not being fruitful. I'm not being fruitful. But you see, the danger is you and I try in our own strength to be fruitful, but we forget to be faithful. Can you see? And the two go hand in hand. The truth of the matter, if you and I understand being faithful well enough, automatically we will be fruitful. Now, I was going to explain it this way. God showed me this other morning. I was busy. Well, let me back up a bit. A few weeks ago, while I was asleep, I had a dream. The essence of the dream was a war situation, a civil war situation. There was a lot of disturbance, military problems and issues and dangers and terrorism and whatever. And for some reason, I was traveling through this lot. I got caught up with a band of, I think they called themselves elephant hunters, but I think they were a bunch of renegades and poachers. And for some unknown reason, I ended up in a camp in the middle of the bush with a whole lot of people, you see. And this band of mine were actually visitors, if you can call it that. We were in very great danger amongst these people. Anyway, the point of the story is that there was a lot of unhappiness and war and terror going on around us. And in the midst of it, something beautiful happened. I'm not going to go into detail. The human thing happened that was very beautiful. And while it was happening, somebody played an organ out there in the bush. Can you believe this? And they started to play a melody. The melody. Anyway, the melody stuck in my mind. I woke up. It was quite early in the morning, and so very quietly without disturbing Janitor. Just got on the piano and worked out the notes, just so that I didn't forget them. Thought in the morning I'll just write something out. And I thought it was going to take a few minutes just to write this melody out. It was quite a nice melody. But then something happened. As always, the melody got hold of me. One thing led to another. And before long, I get involved in a massive orchestral piece of music, right? I'm still battling with it even now. But in the process, and this is a miracle, as so often happens, I'm busy trying to work on something, and from who knows where, well, we all know where, I get an idea. It just grows. Janet and I were just listening to, because she gets an update every time it evolves, you see. And there was one part, and with all honesty, I said to her, I don't know how I wrote that. I don't know how I wrote that. Beyond me, because I don't have any formal musical education to speak of. I never studied composition and counterpoint and harmony and all that stuff. Never did. Maybe I should have. But anyway, what I'm saying is that this thing just evolved. I was chatting to the Lord about it the other day. I was actually thanking him for this music that was just evolving. And he said to me, your job is to prove faithful. And he reminded me of that scripture, well done, good and faithful servant. And this is what he said, which I found quite fascinating. He said, your job is to be faithful. In other words, the gift that you've got, you must be a good steward of it. Now, this is very important. Just grasp this. The gift that you have, just be a good steward. And then he said, the gift will actually work itself out. 
the gift will actually take what you have and magnify it and multiply it and take it to God knows where. Isn't that beautiful? Now, I lost something. I realized your and my job is not to try and work on the gift, in a sense. In a sense. doesn't mean that we must just ignore the gift. No, we must be faithful stewards of the gift. Right? Whatever that gift is. An ability at work. An ability to study. An ability to cook. An ability to paint. An ability to do anything. Can you see? What do we do? We take that gifting that we have and we are good stewards. We don't neglect it. We don't hide it under a bushel and say, oh, I didn't want to because I'm too proud. I didn't want to show it off. That's not being a faithful steward. Not at all. But see, on the other hand, it's not taking the gift and saying, oh, look at me. Look how good I am. Look at how wonderfully I can compose, can paint, can do. No. If we can grasp the sense of it. Can you see? The gift comes from God. Whatever that gift is, every one of us is given a gift of some sort. Don't belittle your gift. Don't think of it as irrelevant. It's of great importance. No matter how people look at it, that's not the point. What it is that you and I have, that's a precious gift. What matters? To be a faithful steward. And if you and I are faithful stewards, that gift will take itself. I'm faithful to sit before the computer with the music going and thinking, how can this improve? Amen? Not being satisfied just to leave it as it is. Spending the time, lots of time. Sometimes I don't get any sleep. It's terrible. I hate it. But I can't do anything else. It's like I'm pregnant. Ladies, I don't know what it's like to be pregnant, but you know what I mean. It's a terrible thing. You've got to get it done. You can't just let it happen. But anyway, here I am with this thing. But I realized something. By being available to hear God and to try and do what I can, what am I doing? I'm being faithful with the gift. Can you see that? I'm just being faithful with the gift. Not everybody can just hear a melody in their heart. Amen? I didn't formulate that to work on that. It's just something that I do. It's a gift from God. Now I've got a choice. Oh, nice melody. Turn around and go back to sleep. Oh, that was a nice dream. Could have so easily done that. Nobody would have known, except God, of course. And one day we stand before him. Graham, what did you do with that melody I gave you? Oh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> really beautiful melody, Lord. I don't know where you got that from, but oh, it was lovely. No, but that's not the point. The question is, what did you do with it? Oh, I see you had work. What did you do with your job? Amen. What did you do with it? Well, thank you, Lord. It fed me. It kept me clothed. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you see, if you and I are really faithful what we have, then God says, okay, I'm going to give you more. And you might say, well, I'm a father and I'm faithful with my family and I've looked after my kids. Well, one day those kids hopefully leave home. Amen? Then what? Oh, I'm being faithful with my family. But they're grown adults now. They don't need your faithfulness really anymore. What am I saying? The more you and I have been given, the more is expected. Now, if you're a mother that struggled just to put bread on the table by getting up four o'clock in the morning and going cleaning somebody else's house, and you managed to get your daughter through medical school, you've proved faithful. Amen. You've been given very little and you've done a lot with that. But you see, there comes a time when we've got to look at our lives and say, are we being faithful with what we have? And you see, tied up with that is, are we bearing fruit? Remember there was a one man in the Bible, it's a parable, an illustration. 
He does well. His lands yield plentifully. In that day and age, that was probably the only way you could make money unless you were a king. So he had a lot of money. He said, I'm going to build massive barns, store all this wheat. In a sense, in our terminology, he came to the place where he could retire early. All right? Now, you know, when we come across somebody who says 35 and he's made a fortune on the stock market and he retires early, we think, wow, what a success story. That was what this was. He was, in our terminology, a success story. And he said, now I can just take it easy. Now my soul can be fed and I've got plenty to look after me. That's what he said. And then what happened? What we were talking about happened perhaps a lot earlier than he anticipated. He finds himself before Almighty God. He dies, which can happen to anyone. And it's going to happen to everyone sooner or later. And now he's standing before God. On earth he's been admired as a success story. And now he comes to this moment of reconciliation with God. And guess what God says to him? You fool. You fool. And then the words that God says to him, you made all this money, but you were not rich towards God. You were not rich towards God. That's what God expects from you and I. There's this tension between being faithful and yet also being fruitful. But as I've been trying to explain, if you and I understand being faithful, which means taking responsibility for what we have and expecting God to see our faithfulness with what we have to extending us to be faithful with more. Can you see that? With more. The one who just abused his talent, guess what the master said? Give that talent to the one who did the best. Get a better return. You find yourself getting gifts that you never knew you had. Probably what happened is somebody else was given that gift, but they didn't use it. So God said, let me find somebody who's faithful that I can give this gift to. Because that gift was given to the earth for the harvest of souls. Amen? That's why God gave it. Whatever gift you and I have, let me tell you something, it's not to glorify us. Now, we look at our talent, especially in the music industry today, as a way of making lots of cash, money. But you see, the point is this. We're not here for our own benefit. That gift was not given to you and I to bless us. And the truth of the matter is, whatever gift you have, the great blessing for us comes when we use it to bless others. Every second week, we go to see my mother. We have lunch in this dining room, very nice. All these elderly folk, they come in there one shape or another. And I noticed the other day there's a beautiful baby grand piano in the corner. And of course, my fingers are itching, itching to get on there. Anyway, one lunch, I asked the gentleman in charge, I said, do you think I could play that piano? He said, okay, sure. Went and plugged it in for me, electric piano. And I said, okay, let me just give it a tinkle, you see. They turned the other music off. And I played a few songs, as I always do. I lifted that. And afterwards, apparently, all the elderly folk, they loved it to bits and pieces. So you see, every second week when we go there and have lunch with my mother, that's par for the course, you see. I have my lunch, then I go and tinkle the arbies a bit, and then I have my dessert. And uh, I'll be very, very honest with you. It's quite a lot of effort because I'd much rather just have lunch in a way 
But can I just say this? You might say, well, Graham, you want to really get all the adulation from these elderly folk. That's not really what it's at. I'll be very honest with you. But I can say this. If just one person there is blessed and enjoys the music, just one person, if one person just enjoys the music, and apparently more than one actually do, but if that happens, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Amen? Why? The gift that I have, such as it be, I'm using it, and somebody else is blessed. And to be honest, the music I play, obviously, is anointed spirit music. And those elderly folk there probably don't understand that at all. But I'll tell you what, the spirits do. And you can see that it breathes in a small way, life. Amen? My point is, whatever gift we have, keeping it for ourselves, trying to make it work for us, is not being fruitful. Is not being rich towards God. And that's what God wants from you and I. Every day, with the time we are given, with the resources we have, whatever it is that we have every day, to prove faithful. And if we really are faithful, and look after that gift that we have as faithful stewards, God can use that gift and bring forth great fruit. Amen? So I trust every one of us here will go from this place with an attitude, a mindset that it's not just about the short period of time on earth. It goes way beyond that. And when I was at university, let me tell you, your mind was fixed just on those exams at the end of the year, as you all know. That was why you were there. You were there for those exams. So you just thought about them all the time. And it was in the back of your mind. It actually kept you from having too much of a party. It kept you from doing nothing. Most of us, not all of us. But you understand, it was in the back of your mind all the time. Your justification for being at the university, enjoying the scenery, enjoying the social life, enjoying the education, was that exam. Amen? Let me tell you something. This life that you and I live is very fleeting. Have in the back of your mind, one day we stand before Almighty God. Amen? Keep that at the back of your mind. Can I tell you something? That makes all the difference, amen, to how you and I live our daily life. And I'm trusting on that great day, not any one of us here will be ashamed. None of us will be ashamed and we'll move on to great glory and God will welcome us into his rest. Amen. Amen.